The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. The greatest commandment, loving God and loving each other. My, I tell them our goal is to become masters of love. And let me tell you, it's a challenge with all that testosterone and t seven boys. Are you kidding me? Gospel Music Hall of Fame's Guy Penrod and his wife Angie, next on Life Today. I'm holding here Guy Penrod's classics, and uh, this is truly one of the most gifted people in every way. Not only to sing, boy, oh boy, can he do it. But I, we're going to talk about some things that I've seen in his life. I'm James Robinson, and this is my wife Betty, and we welcome you to life today. Guy and his wife Angie's here, and they are just an absolutely beautiful couple. Uh, they have seven kids, right? Seven boys. Seven boys, seven, and boys. seven boys and one girl. And yeah. you prayed a girl in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Would you welcome Guy and Angie to life today? <laughs> seven boys. And did you keep pressing for the girl, or did he keep pressing for the girl? That was me. That was, that yeah, was me. I did it. I was begging in my prayer closet for the girl, <laughs> loving the boys, but yeah, praying great. for a girl. <laughs> Were those boys happy to see her? Yes, they were. I thought they would they be. They said they didn't need a girl, oh. but <laughs> they did. <laughs> How has she made it with all the boys? Is she okay? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she's she holds her own. She's pretty tough for an 11-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. Now, you played basketball, right? I did. You mind me asking how tall you are? Six, two and a half. Six, two and a half. And how yeah. tall are you, guy? Oh, roughly the same. About lip level. <laughs> <laughs> That's what drew me to her. You know, are the kids say. tall? Oh, they are. we're short at our house. <laughs> our yeah, oldest is 6'7", so. uh, our third born 6'6", six, six, and our actually, our 14-year-old is almost 6'6". Six, six. Wow. And they're all just... Are they athletes, too? Do they like sports? They all love it. Oddly enough, they took to soccer, yeah, of all things. What in the world? I know, you know, growing up in... West Texas and New Mexico, I had never heard of soccer. It sounded like watching paint dry, really. But uh, being tall, they, I thought they'd go to basketball, and their mom did too. But yeah. Well, I want to tell you, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. I, I see God's glory all over you. I've told you that when we're just sitting together. I told you that when we were together at a major function in Washington, D.C. recently. You saw, after the inauguration, a, a rally yes. where people were angry, I've never seen so many nasty words, mm. heard so many nasty things. Did you walk in that and mingle? And what, what was your impression there? We did, actually, the day after, you know, and the march was going on. And, you know, not to take away from anybody's right to disagree or to say it or to gather. That's not my... I felt a real spiritual oppression, like a heaviness. My heart hurt, literally. And I had undergone actually a heart procedure a couple of years back and had a stent put in. And I was having the same types of symptoms just walking around in those streets. And I mentioned it to you the day we were walking around because like you said, there was such a, it's different. You know, I sin, I have sinned. Uh, 
and you, you have a, a, a self-evidence, a knowing when you transgress God's law, whether you're his child or not, there, there's always some sort of evidence in yourself. And that's one thing. But it felt like a celebration of behaviors that, we, that are not ambiguous in the word. And, and we're told what the types of behaviors that we're, we're trying to, to bring to the surface in our country. And we're told what it'll do to you. And it's out of love for us that God says, no, don't go down there. Don't go down there. Mm. That'll destroy you. Please come here. Yes. You know? And it's out of that kind of compassion for us Absolutely. that Jesus says, I paid for all of that. I did it. I took care of it. And you don't have to be in the bondage of it. You don't have to, you know, get, get, lose the relationships, lose the peace that I purchased for you if you'll just come to me and do it my way. Mm -hmm. It's not a mean God doing this. It's a kind, loving God. But what we felt that day was so heavy seeing mamas walk next to little, little girls and little boys that were holding signs that were filled with language you just would not use. And a sense of, I don't know, just anger after um, the inauguration. It was that following day. And I came home, in fact, and went straight. I went to my cardiologist, went to our pastors, first of all, and we prayed and prayed for the country. I loved what we heard at that event, you know. Christians pray. We tend to forget that, and we, if someone gets in office that we don't like, we don't pray for them because we don't like them. Or if they get in office and we do like them, we think, well, they've got it all figured out, and we don't pray. But the common denominator is the prayer. We need to pray for them. But at any rate, um, uh, you're right. In that moment, we felt a deep sense of hope, actually, in the middle of, of kind of an odd sure. you know, uh, paradox because of all the anger around. Uh, I feel as though, and I said it that night, I think, we've been given a window where it, it appears that the leadership that's been elected will do some things that will make changes that may hurt in the short term, especially because we're in such a, a, a spending problem and we have such a debt issue that they're going to be changing some of that, hopefully, have to. to bring the debt into control. But the beauty of it is that it gives the church the opportunity at that point to be the church. And meet needs. And to meet needs. Exactly. Right. Those, uh, the, you know, widows and orphans in distress. This is pure and undefiled religion. Mm -hmm. And helping those in need. And I think if we will, because all that the politicians can do is tax, take, you know, in the form of tax and, and then help or redistribute, even in its purest form, if there's no, uh, you know, corruption involved, even if it's in its purest form, it's a finite source of resource, right? Only a certain amount of money to be doled back out. But our God is infinite. He, he has everything at his fingertips. And if we just are the funnels and we Absolutely. step out in faith and we say, okay. Touch every need. Exactly. Perfect. And not that he has to give it to us first. He's saying, you know, Peter got out of the boat before he knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord met him, met him as in real time, you know. Right. And I just think the church is poised. It's standing as a rock in a, in a crazy storm that we can minister the truth and love of Christ as he fills us and we just funnel it out to those around us. You know, Angie, you said something to us that, boy, we feel so strongly about mothers. Just, just give us your heart on 
the importance of being a mother? Oh, I am just thrilled to be a mother of eight children. And I, I thought about it earlier. And like to define motherhood, it is such a an amazing, it's our, it's a pleasure to be able to connect these little humans to God. It's a whole, <laughs> like that's it, that's it. That's my whole life's goal, is take these precious gifts and in front of them live a life of the greatest commandment, loving God and loving each other. My, I tell them our goal is to become masters of love. And That's let me great. tell you, it's a challenge with all that testosterone and t seven boys. Are you kidding me? I am daily, you know, a referee slash mom and everything it's else. So well, it, used to, it would make me sad when I would hear mothers almost apologize and say, oh, I'm just a mother. No, no. When that was my whole venture in life. You know, yeah. I wanted to be a wife, a good wife, yeah. and a mother. I, right. I felt like that was my calling from God, you know, mm -hmm. and what an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's a big, it's a big responsibility, but yes, it's it also the biggest blessing you can ever ask for. So One of the cutest joy. pictures and images we've got is our beautiful little daughter that's in heaven. And uh, what a treasure. For her High school career day, she dressed up as a homemaker, oh. Oh. and that was what. And she says, and then she, when she got married, she said, "I'm off now to do my career, and that's yeah. to be a mother, a homemaker, wow. and a wife." Yeah. That what is a blessing! Don't you appreciate this beautiful couple? And what, what a treasure! And we're really praying, God, for for God to. Uh, I'm really praying for Jesus' prayer to be answered, to where we really become one. Mm -hmm in a really supernatural way. And you're, you're going to sing a song. What's the title of the song you're about to do for us? Well, Loving God, Loving Each Other. <laughs> I, think, I think I know somebody said that's really important. <laughs> it's like the summation of the whole of the Word of God. And in here is all the Word fulfilled, Paul said, when you just love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, really correctly. And uh, would you like to hear Guy Penrod yeah. sing this great song? Do it for us, Guy. Thank you. Thank you. It's not complicated 
don't need a lot of rooms. This is all you need to know. It's loving God, loving each other, making with my friends loving God loving each other and the story never ends we tend to make it harder build steeples out of stone fill books with explanations of the way but if we'd stop and listen and break a little bread would hear the master say it's loving God loving each other making music with my friends loving God loving each other and the story never ends loving God loving each other a man then he laid down his life for his friend I, I can't even adequately describe how important that is in my heart 
when I realized that's what Jesus prayed, because he gave us those commandments that sum it all up. But then he prayed that we would be one with the Father mm. as he is. Now, that's yes. a pretty special relationship. Yeah that we could have that relationship he had with the Father. He's praying that far, so that means it's attainable. Yes. That means it's very important. And I really long for that, not just for me to have it, but for everybody to have it. And that in that relationship, miracles happen mm -hmm. in, every, in every area that must be addressed by God through yielded vessels. Mm. But then he says that we can love one another. Mm. You know, it's, even, it's like even maybe that's bigger than loving the neighbor when you really love the family mm -hmm. and you really love each other and then that supernatural manifestation of love, then the world, everybody looking in, will know you're my followers. Right. You're my disciples. Yeah. And I really pray for that. And I yeah. ask all of you who are watching, let's pray we'll see that. Think about it. You want your prayers answered. And by the way, Isaiah 58 makes very clear what many passages do in the entire Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament. When you become an answer to prayer, your prayers are answered quickly. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how involved God gets in our affairs when we're interested in sharing His heart with others. So I think that if we would, would say, God, we want our prayers answered. But how about we join with Jesus to see his prayer answered? Mm. That we have that relationship with the Father. This, is per this isn't religion. This is relationship. Right. This is bigger right. than a marriage ceremony. This is marriage mm -hmm. where you really have oneness mm -hmm. through thick and thin challenges. Mm -hmm. So let's really pray for that. It's, it's, it's not only the longing of my heart. It's the longing of his heart. And I want to be a part of seeing his heart's dreams fulfilled. I believe you do too. Would you just say thanks again to Guy and to Angie for blessing us? Bless those eight kids. To hold you boys, that sweet girl. God love you. Now, you know what we find indescribable joy doing? When we see an opportunity to touch someone with love, someone that feels like no one's even noticed, no one cares, and then Betty and I found Missionaries, one of the things that just amazed us was missionaries would go from South America, from North America, from up in Canada, from other parts of the world, and they would plant their lives with their little children in the midst of indescribable suffering. To do what? To share the love of God and to reach out to people who needed to be rescued by love and pour love out on them. And here's what the missionaries said to us. When we even said, we'll stay here with you, please don't. It wasn't that they didn't like us. They said, please go back and ask people to keep us here and that we not be empty-handed, that we be able to assist these. Mm. And I'm telling you, we heard the Lord through that. And we came to you. And when I tell you, you became an indescribable miracle, I do not exaggerate. I want you to look at the need. I want you to see it as an opportunity for God to show himself strong through you and be excited about it. Watch. Everybody knows that there are hungry children in Africa, and we know that something needs to be done. UNICEF knows that Angola has one of the highest child mortality rates in the world and malnutrition is a major contributing factor. 
This village leader knows that without crops, his community is in grave danger. In terms of food here, in this area, in terms of food, we have food, but it's not sufficient. We don't have food. We constantly suffer from the rain. It's like we always have a misery of food. This mother knows the heartache of watching her children wither away from malnutrition. And after that, I just saw my body as well. Primeiro estava gogoso com sarampo, depois de sarampo é diarreia e vômito. And this child knows the pain of going to bed hungry. But just knowing about malnutrition in Africa won't help anyone. The actions that we choose to do together will help save a child's life. moment ago when we saw that beautiful mother with that little baby. <laughs> I wanted to pull my face right up between theirs and pull them right up here. Say, I love you. Dear little baby. And we're going to help you. And look back at that mother and say, we're going to help you. We will be the answer to your hard cry. Betty, weren't they precious? And then those little guys, little girls that they're so weak. And the thing about it is, I know what love does. It's not wishful thinking. It's miraculous what love does. And we've been able to think about this. This is not, you see, one little child. We save millions, millions of little children. Like, let's say we, we, us together, not Betty and me, or even the missionaries, but all of us together. And Betty, I just want to see. I want to see the miracle. As a mother, I can't even I can't even imagine the heartache of a mother holding her baby, knowing that the answer is that that baby needs nourishment, and that mother would go to the ends of the earth to, if she thought she could find the source of the need for her baby. Her baby's dying in her arms, and all that baby needs is food. This is something we can do. A, something about. We can join together here at Life Today and let's reach out and let's get the food to these babies for the mothers too. They want to be able to take care of their babies, but they have no resource. We have the resources. Please join with us and let's help the mothers feed their babies. Well, we just must. And listen, the United Nations, since its founding over 70 years ago, think about this, has reported that we're facing in a short period of time the greatest starvation in history. 20 million deaths we're facing right now. And in the South Sudan, in places like Angola, Southern Sudan above all places right now, and our workers are just, they've planted their lives in that pain and suffering to offer hope and help. They are ready. The miracle is available. All we need to do is make it happen by enabling and undergirding it with our support and our prayers. Here's what you can do. Go online, Life Today, or dial that number that's always there as a prayer line for anyone with a broken heart. It's like we're here to bless you every day, to feed you spiritually and encourage you, and then to give you the opportunity to be an indescribable blessing to someone else. And we know it works. It's not wishful thinking. If you will simply dial that number or go online, take a bank card and use it like you should always use it, like a check, but use it right now to say, I'm giving life. And think about this, 30, 50, 
over $100, those three gifts, will care for three, five, or 10 children and their families for the next months. Hard to imagine, but it's the truth. $1,000, we can feed 100, miraculously. We have some gifts to send you that will inspire you, bless you, and feed you spiritually, which is why we're here for you. But you are going to be the miracle those mothers' hearts long for and those precious children need. Please, right now, move to be the answer to that prayer. Every mother's praying, every child needs. Would you do it, please, right now? Thank you so much. Thank you for giving life. In impoverished and even now famine-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face death by starvation. Life's Mission Feeding Program is ready. With your support, we're able to feed and care for children in famine areas of Sudan, as well as Angola and Mozambique. With all of our previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding facing the worst drought and food shortage in years, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children counting on us. Your life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Please also consider a special gift of $1,400 to help sponsor a school and help feed 140 children for three full months. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you my Daily Word devotional. This box set of four seasonal devotionals will help you read, reflect, and renew yourself through God's Word with space to journal your thoughts and reflect each day. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive Carrie Job's newest music project, The Garden, along with the Story Behind the Garden companion DVD. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more, be sure to request Determined Eagle, our 2017 commemorative bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or go online today and make your gift of life to help feed and care for hungry children. I want to say thank you. And I'm holding this classics album by Guy Penrod. Many of these are songs he did with Bill and Gloria Gaither. There he is, his sweet wife. I just feel impressed. And here's what I want to ask you to do. I mean, just step up and say, I'm really going to, I'm going to do something special today, James. Would you mind with the other things you're sending, would you mind sending me guys classics? Yes, we will. But I want to ask you to do something because I said, I want to do this. I'm asking you to do something for these little children mm. that might have been beyond anything you'd ever thought. Would you just consider that? I want to bless you. Guy and Angie want to bless you. And boy, he's got a gift to bless you. And uh, let's bless those kids. Would you again say thanks to Angie? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Guy's going to be back with us now in another program. We're going to hear him sing and share a little bit more. You don't want to miss that this week.
tomorrow, Guy Penrod. In the valley of the shadow of death, you reign. Hallelujah. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.